2: Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, You're with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni.
3: And you have queued up a wonderful conversation for the podcast today.
1: Yeah.
2: We're going to talk about karma.
3: And I think it's a redux because I think we might have talked about karma once before, but it doesn't really make any difference because it's been long enough that we can revisit a subject and the world has changed enough and we have changed enough that even if we did it before, it's going to be different again.
2: And I don't think we can exhaust it. And none of it can we exhaust, but particularly this one, mm-hmm. karma. Yeah, yeah. and
3: the notion of karma is that we're basically, the global one is so that we're sent here to learn something. So as we're going through the cycle of repeating lives, the karma that we have is to take the next step in our spiritual advancement, and eventually we get finished with it, and we go on to not either having to come back and incarnate as human again, or not getting to, (laughs) depending on how you look at it. And in other traditions, it's much more about stuff that we did earlier in this life that is impacting, affecting, or controlling what's going on later in this life.
2: Well, you introduced two kinds or two categories maybe of karma. One the big picture, kind of universal eternal Mm -hmm. life karma
1: thing.
2: And then the other like in this life karma. For the most part, I think at least most of the people that I have come into contact with, they're pretty much concerned about in this life karma. But the other one, the global one, I wanna do that, but I wanna talk about. I mean and that's really important. Really is.
3: We'll put but, that one in the parking lot for now. Yeah,
2: yeah. And we will get back to it because I wrote it down. Once I write it, it's done. <laughs> it is written. <laughs> it is written.
3: <laughs> the Akashic Records or Carols doesn't matter. That's
2: right. You know, and <laughs> Yeah, in this life, karma. And the thing that has come up so often is what I'm experiencing now is a result of some past transgression, which is usually, usually the idea, you know, that kind of realm that people stay in. It is a punishment. What's going on now? You think about it, if you're going through hard times, it's some past transgression, some, you know, sin bad stuff that I did that's coming on me now. It goes both ways, positive and negatively, but we only think about it for the most part when it's negative.
3: Oh, yeah, because we want to I'm- take credit when it's, going, when it's going right for us. And you know, when things aren't going right, you know, we want to find something else to blame it on.
2: Is that what it is?
3: Maybe. I mean, that's a piece of it. There's a tendency, especially in some religions, of letting a force outside of us be the arbiter of whatever is going on with our karma. So we did something and it was a sin in the eyes of the church or God or whoever we're going to say was judging us. And then the current unhappy lot that we're experiencing in life is that same external power punishing us because of what we did previously. And it includes the middleman. There's gotta be some power outside of ourselves that's deciding what it is that we get or what it is that we, what we deserve. And then we have to deal with that being like low on the totem pole over here. And in another way of looking at it is the phrase, what goes around comes around. So if I'm going through my life lying and cheating and basically being unreliable, then it is not surprising because that's the vibration of attraction that I am setting up for myself. When I activate the law of attraction, what's going to come into my life is other people, who act and behave the same way, and then I will wind up being victimized by them just because I have a belief that people can and sometimes ought to be victimized by people like that, even yeah. if it was my, my former self.
2: And you have actually even broadened it even more with the, with those comments, because I was thinking just the one person like me and what I might've did. Now, this is not me. I'm just sending an example. A person, me and what, a
3: generic what, person.
2: Yeah. So what I did is coming back on me and, you know, whether it's outside saying, well, this is the measure of what you did based on that. But I simplify it by saying cause and effect, Mm -hmm. which is the same thing. Yeah, The law of attraction, that is incredibly interesting, but can we just hold it for a second?
3: Okay, and the parking lot's going to fill up, but we'll, we'll hold that for a little while. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, but this same episode though, you oh, know, yeah. don't let it go. All right. So the cause and effect thing is, I, this today is the effect of the cause set in motion at some point in my past, not past life right now, in this particular life. And whether it's the last 10 years or five or 20, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking that we, aside from the fact that we forget to talk about the good stuff, where we are right now, we can make a different choice. Is that correct? Always. In terms of doing some positive things that will, in, in fact, affect our karma experience in the future, which would be different than the one we are experiencing as a result of our past
3: Mm mm-hmm now correct yeah we need to make sure we reestablish on the language first because when we talk about cause and effect it is very easy to get distracted by the Newtonian physics idea of cause and effect like I do something and that's the cause and then something happens and that's the effect and when we're talking about consciousness when we're talking about this whole new thought philosophy cause is always in consciousness in the world of physics we would say that the cause is when I push something, the effect is that it moves. And when we're talking about cause and effect from the perspective of new thought or consciousness, the cause is I decide that I want something to move. The first effect is that I push on it. The secondary effect is that it moves. So it's always that idea, that intention, that mental activity, that emotional and spiritual activity that happens first, that's the cause. So when we're talking about cause and effect in our lives, The cause wasn't that I behaved badly when I was younger. The cause was that I believed it was okay or appropriate to behave badly. So I opened myself to a universe in which it was okay for me to behave that way. And that cause is still active because I still believe that it's okay to live in an experience where that behavior is acceptable. Whether it's me doing it to somebody else or somebody else doing it to me.
2: I understand what you're saying, but I'm not sure I'm on that with you. Because <laughs> okay, sometimes it doesn't matter what you believe it is what it is, So you know, if you think you're if you're doing something negative and you think it's okay and there'll be no consequence, that doesn't mean that there will be no consequence, and that it's okay. Your conscious meter, your consciousness meter is screwed up, but that doesn't change. Or excuse or divert the effect of that original intent. Or the, you know, yeah.
3: Yes. And yes, from the opposite direction, which would seem to be in contradiction to that. So let's give it a real example. Let's give it an example of a hotel with a free breakfast. Now, when you stay at the hotel, you get to go and you have a free breakfast. And if there's a kid who lives nearby, and he realizes that there's a free breakfast over at the hotel and he goes in and helps himself to the free breakfast because it's a free breakfast. And why shouldn't he, if he doesn't think there's anything wrong with that, doesn't make any difference because the stuff is being put there intentionally for the guests of the hotel and he not being a guest of the hotel is going and encroaching on what the hotel people are trying to do. And it is that, energy, that intention of I'm taking something that's not mine, whether I think it's a problem or not, that sets the tone and that's what's going on. So the idea that that kid is willing to live in a world where people take stuff that doesn't belong to them is the karma that's getting set up of him eventually being in a situation where stuff of his gets taken away by somebody else who doesn't really have title to it. It doesn't matter whether he thinks it's appropriate or not.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't. So I'm struggling with your example because it doesn't matter whether you think it's right or wrong. Or, And I'm wondering if right or wrong is the word to right. use here.
3: The karma but. that will happen is if I'm in a situation where my belief is that that's okay, or if I'm in the awareness that I know this is not okay and I'm going to do it anyway, the karmic response is the same.
2: Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes,
3: it then, So our, our evaluation or ignorance of what it is that we're doing really doesn't matter. What we're doing is what we're doing. The cause that we're causing is what we're causing. You know, it's like
2: ignorance is no excuse. Right. Ignorance of it the law just, is no excuse. Yeah, It's just going to come. And that, I think, I guess we're saying the same thing. I got mm-hmm. confused when you talked about consciousness of it. It really doesn't matter what you're your level of consciousness is, your judgment or evaluation of the issue is, you know, the action is going to elicit a particular response, regardless of what how you evaluate it.
3: I agree. And I think perhaps where we miscommunicated there was that the consciousness is not my judgment of what it is that I'm doing. My consciousness is what I'm actually believing. So... If I don't think it's a problem to take something from somebody else, it doesn't make any difference. If I put myself into that consciousness of I'm okay to live in a world where people take things that don't belong to them, then I get to live in that world. And people wind up taking stuff that belongs to me or that I was expecting to have myself. doesn't matter whether I originally had the judgment if that's a good thing or that's not a good thing.
2: Okay. So I'm just going to say okay. Because I feel like we're (laughs) we're going around and around about this. and.
3: you want to yeah. go out to the parking lot and ask the valet to bring in something else like the law of attraction? <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: know, I, you know what the thing <laughs> the real thing for me that I had on my mind with karma is that I meet so many people that are so down on themselves that they can't move forward. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that they're paralyzed in life or anything like that. But there is that always that thing about what happened before, this is it. And you can change your tomorrow, regardless of what you're feeling what you're experiencing today. You can change your tomorrow based on what you decide right now,
3: absolutely going
2: forward, and that's not to say that you know you're just like cutting off the whatever you're experiencing right now, like you're you're <laughs> you're having a bad time. doesn't mean by three o'clock it's going to stop, but it might, but I think. Being aware of the fact that it doesn't have to continue is right now at the moment with that understanding that it doesn't have to continue, you're moving forward in another direction with the knowledge that you can change it.
3: Mm -hmm. Let's take a break and continue and talk about tendencies, tendencies of belief, of thoughts, and of actions. is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want.
2: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni.
3: We're talking about karma, some more, mm-hmm. and I promised that we would talk about the tendencies of our thinking. And when we're talking about karma, or what goes around comes around, or living out the effects of the causes that we put in motion, it, I think, is always a tendency of our thinking, or a tendency of our beliefs, or a tendency of our actions. So. Let's talk about habits. If I habitually do the same thing, and that's just the way that I do it, then I'm gonna continue doing it. And if I decide to make a change, that I want things to be different, whether it has to do with substance abuse, or an addiction to shopping, or a tendency to eat foods that are not particularly healthy for me, the first thing that happens is I decide that I wanna make a change. And it doesn't instantaneously change everything. I can say, I'm gonna make a change in my body. And so I start eating a little more healthfully and then I get the feeling of being a little more healthy and I get some more exercise. And then that puts me in a position where I can eat better and even better and make better choices and exercise more and be more active and be more focused on that experience of physical well-being. And it is the tendency of doing that over time, of repeating that that gets us to change the old bad sloppy habits. And I'm being very judgmental there. Let's just change what we had been doing into what we're going to be doing going forward. And we get to create new habits. And those are new tendencies in our thinking to the point where people who have given up something a long time ago don't even miss it anymore. It's not part of their life and they're no longer attracted to it. And I'm saying they, because otherwise I'd be talking about me personally and like drinking diet soda, which I don't do anymore.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, (laughs) I'm a vegetarian. That happened in 1994.
3: Then mm-hmm. you don't even think about it at this point.
2: No, no. Right.
3: Yep, I'm vegetarian. Sometimes I'm sure when you think about it is when you get invited to a party and nobody else thought about it.
2: It's still okay because I've yeah. already decided, you know, I already know how to live as a vegetarian. So right. I don't worry about people making special stuff for me and I know how to live that
3: right. way. Right, go to a barbecue and have a salad.
2: Exactly, <laughs> yeah, which is what I live on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: The same thing happens with our beliefs. If we have a belief that came in somehow and they're really insidious because our entire life is defined by our belief system. And sometimes we know where a belief came from because Mm -hmm. somebody taught it to us in school or in church, or we were indoctrinated, or you had to learn the pledge in order to join that particular troop or group or organization. And other times it's much more insidious. It just kind of shows up and It's only upon deep introspection that we realize, oh, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why it is that I think that way or why it is that I believe those things, but maybe it's worth reconsidering. So those things just get in there. And it is that upon which karma is working because that affects the tendency of our thinking and our beliefs and our actions. And until we make a change, those are operative and we get to keep on working them.
2: Absolutely right. You know, and I have something that I say, and it's, I say, examine everything. Mm -hmm. That's a bit of work. It doesn't seem like a pleasant thing to do because you just don't freestyle talking. (laughs) You know, you just, (laughs) (laughs) it just requires like a nanosecond of thought before you say this. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: What am I saying? And how is it going to be received? Is it going to be received? And after a while, you get accustomed to it of doing that but also having to do it less and less because where it came from is going to start coming up you know coming yep. back to your memory not always the sometimes funny <laughs> but not always pleasant right but it depends on what you want
3: yeah and i don't think we ever lose what we had before it just it goes into perspective so and i'll use myself as an example because i spent a good number of years being a zany morning radio personality and really quick with a joke or a barb or something witty or cutting to say. And we used to refer to it sometimes as slash and burn humor. You know, very funny, very abrasive on other people. And I stopped doing it because it doesn't feel good. Stuff happens and I still sometimes make those same very funny observations, but I do it in the quiet of my own mind. And I think... That's not going to get said out loud again because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it doesn't need to, although it's still in there and I get to make that conscious decision. Do I want to say that or do I not want to say that? And I always used to, but I always used to say it because it was funny. So that was the top of the list. And now it's just uncomfortable for me to present myself that way, to be the person who acts that way in the world. So I spend more time thinking about things and considering them and pausing and somebody will say something that is just so ripe for a quick retort, and I found that if I just, I just wait, and I don't say anything for a moment, instead of making it seem like I'm slow-witted, it actually makes me seem like I'm I'm showing wisdom. Yeah. I'm being thoughtful. <laughs> it's like yes. really, I'm tongue-tied, I'm about to say something vicious, <laughs>
2: and I'm not. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's so worth it, though. Oh, yeah. You know, because conversely, I was bone-cold serious all the time, always, (laughs) just a carbon copy of my dad. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, because like, I was, you know, inside, I was thinking different things. But it didn't always play well with everybody, because it can be off-putting. And I'm not, you know trying to intimidate or do any of that, and I would notice the effect that it had on people. So I had to learn something different. Now, I think sometimes my sister thinks I've gone completely the other way, <laughs> 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 which I haven't, but it's, yeah, it, I get what you're saying, you know, in response to, you have to, you can change. Yeah. You can make adjustments.
3: And going back to what you were saying before, sometimes it's helpful to take a little time to reflect. So sometimes I find myself, you know, going over a conversation or an interaction that I had with somebody and thinking about was what I understood them to be saying or their perspective to actually be what they were saying or what was their perspective Did I express myself clearly was there. It's especially helpful when it's been clear that there's a miscommunication. Like I said something and they reacted like I had said something completely different because what they're reacting to and what I said are just not the same, but that's what you know, communication happens in the mind of the person receiving the communication. It doesn't matter what I say. It's what you thought I said that really matters. And so sometimes I just, I wind back over those in my mind. And most of the time it's to help myself to understand, oh, how did I set that up? what was I bringing to that? And if I were to do it again or something similar to that again, how would I change it? And then I can use that to reshape the ways that I'm expressing myself or engaging with other people. It sometimes makes me second guess myself because people have a view of me that may or may not be accurate. But for me to understand what that perception is, like, oh, Bill's saying something, he's going to be really serious. You better take him seriously. It's like, okay, I can't joke nearly as much as I'd like to. You know, <laughs> my family, they, for some reason, all three of the women in my family love to cancel. They make plans and then they cancel and it leaves them feeling relieved. Oh, I had this thing that I was supposed to do and I canceled it. And I feel so free and uplifted. And for me, it's even like, it crazy. It's like, no, why would I go through all of the trouble of making the plan? If what I really want to do is cancel, I just plan on not doing anything
2: mm-hmm.
3: completely different so my approach is make a plan and then execute on the plan as we said in scuba diving plan your dive and dive your plan and that's just what i bring to it as a result on the very rare occasion when i do cancel something or change a plan at the last minute the three of them get crazy what do you mean you're changing your plan you don't change plans you you're (laughs) rock solid reliable we're the ones who change plans (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so understanding that there is a complete double standard there is really important because mm-hmm. yes, they're going to change plans because that's what they do. And I'm probably not going to, and if I ever do, I'm going to get a lot of flack for it. So understanding that that's what the situation is, is going to make me not get crazy when I encounter this double standard.
2: But look at how much understanding you're asking for. Or is required. And and you said, you know, inaccurate communication. Yeah. Understanding is important. Mm -hmm. My sister is a linguist. And that's odd. Sometimes that's a difficult person to (laughs) talk to. (laughs) Yep. you, You think like you're talking to a Hallmark card or what? You just, you know, that's, it's sometimes I forget that there's a person behind the. The language, hmm. and I have to do a little shift and say, "Wait a minute, she's a linguist. This is how a linguist would say this." But the responsibility—I take the responsibility myself to understand what she's saying. But that doesn't always happen
1: mm-hmm. with,
2: with, you know, out there in the world. It doesn't. It's like you say something, somebody takes it, and and then you, you know, getting back to karma, you've set some bad feelings in motion, and it just blows up and blows up. Yep. But when you take that moment, I shared something with her I thought was, you know, really something to be responsive to. And the response I got back, but before I sent it, I said, don't forget who you're sending this to. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget. I got exactly back <laughs> what I thought Not necessarily what I wanted, Mm -hmm. but what I thought based on what I know. Right. That's work. Absolutely,
3: that's work. And we've gotten a little far afield of karma, but it all, I think, fits together. Because when we're engaging with the world around us, we have a filter. We have a perspective and a way that we look at things, and so does everybody else. And understanding what our filter is lets us respond to the input that's coming So when something happens to me, which I consider to be bad, if I understand my filter and it's like, Oh, well that's bad. But if I were doing that, would that be bad? No, that's the sort of thing that I do all the time or in my childhood, I used to do all the time. And then the question is, when did that not become okay? And why is it okay for it to happen to other people when I'm doing it, but it's not okay for it to happen to me when somebody else is doing it. And that is our opportunity to make that change and to say, all right, it's not going to be the way that it's always been. I have now learned that lesson, the karmic lesson that I needed to learn, which is that I can't continue believing or doing those things and have the experience of life that I want to have now. So get to put away the childish things.
2: Yeah, yeah. And again, back to when we st- it's that moment that we're in right now that determines what goes on in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, now, the challenge is not to indulge the feelings of the moment, but then again, here we go. That's another conversation. <laughs> That's another conversation. But yeah, it's it's like always being on, but for yourself. Right. It's worth it.
3: Yeah. And just because I'm behaving myself doesn't mean Ben and Jerry's is going to go out of business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how to live perfectly in a world that still has chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Or whatever the issue happens to be for you. Sushi. Mmm, there we go. Let us take another break, and then we will continue and conclude with a practical prayer about karmic lessons.
1: Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marchione's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy to understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice, it's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective.
2: Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marchion.
3: We've been having a wonderful conversation about karma. And to me, it's what goes around, comes around. It's lessons that we've learned or not learned. It's behaviors that we are repeating or not repeating. And basically, the opportunity that we have to learn a karmic lesson. And karma is not here to punish us because we don't live in that sort of a universe. We have an opportunity to continue to grow more fully and evolve more richly into that bright light of love that we are, and we're being encouraged along to do that. There's there's that divine creator with the pom-poms cheering us on. By the same token, we have free will, so we are able to continue making the same mistakes over and over and over again to our heart's content or heart's dismay, or for whatever reason it is that we're doing it. And nobody's going to intervene and say, you can't do that anymore. That's what free will is. There are things that are going to make you happy. There are things that are going to make you otherwise, and you are free to choose any of them, wittingly or unwittingly.
2: So important, I think. And you said that when we first came back, you said that the universe isn't like, it's no punishment out there happening to us. We can continue to do the same thing that brought about this particular moment, or time, or experience, and it will just continue to be that way unless we make a different decision. you are free to do at any moment. Yep. But it's about, and I know this is going to, you know, go into another one. (laughs) (laughs) So let me write this down. But it's about believing that you can make another choice that will actually bring about a different experience. Yeah, yeah. Believing that that really can happen.
3: And that's the free will part of it. Mm. So let's do a practical prayer on karmic lessons and our opportunity to take the input, which has been provided by the life experience that we've had up until this moment, to let that inform us as to the next step, the next activity, the next experience that we are inviting. So as you're comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes so that we can stop paying attention to the details and the specifics that are going on around us and open ourselves up to the awareness of that infinite creative power, that divine love, that one creative source that shares itself as all of its creation. It's spirit, it's God, it's nature, it's the Big Bang, it's whatever it is that we want to call it. It is that from which everything flows. It is that one infinite intelligence that shares itself as all of its creation. That allness of creation includes me. It includes each one who is listening to this prayer. It includes all of the people and activities and experiences and events and to-do list items that surround us that make up the manifest universe that we're part of it is all that one taking form in its own particular and specific way and being part of that one being sourced as love itself i know that there is good available in every moment in every experience and in every activity and in the cases where that bright light of love is shining clearly i invite it to shine even more brightly even more clearly even more wonderfully And in circumstances where there seems to be a challenge or a difficulty or disruption that is going on What I invite in is awareness For each of us in our own way awareness of what we have been involved in what our activities or beliefs or Thoughts have been leading up into this experience That have invited that experience into our lives There's no blame There's no fault finding. It is simply an understanding of what brought us to where we are now and the opportunity to choose something different. If there's an experience that we have found not to our liking, we are free to change the belief and the activities and the habitual experiences that we have that have led to that and choose something different. And we are equally free to continue doing what we've been doing and continue having the experience that we've been having. There is no judgment. There is no blame. There is no requirement. There is simply possibility. So what what I'm inviting now is that insight, that guidance, that aha moment, that understanding and clarity about exactly the next perfect steps to take to allow this shift to happen, to allow the experience that we desire to show up in our experience. In a richer and fuller and sweeter and more joyous way the wonderful part is that there is nothing that stands in the way of this there is no power that opposes that infinite creative power that creates everything we're part of it so it is operative now this good is available now and to the degree that we are open to it that we embrace it that we allow it that we invite it it fills our experience in these wonderful new ways and i'm grateful for it I'm grateful for the good that's coming about. I'm grateful for the awareness of this creative process. I'm grateful for the clarity that is provided to understand the way that we are living our karmic lessons and the way that those lessons get to change us and change our next experience and change our lives. And so with gratitude for all of this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law that has created everything And I know with full faith and certainty that it is now creating this. And so I let it go. I let it be. And so it is.